0: Well, thanks very much, Roberta. And um, friends, stay there in Romans chapter 8. If uh, you've just joined us this week, we're uh, reorienting ourselves to the book of Romans in the Bible. We're going to be spending uh, the next little while heading from Romans chapter 9 to 16. And so we're spending two weeks in Romans chapter 8 just to get our bearings again and just to kind of get our minds and our hearts back into the book of Romans, by which... Uh, as I said last week and as we kept saying all through last year, we want the book of Romans to turn us into, even more so, a united missionary church humbled together under God's grace. A united missionary church humbled together under God's grace. And so we're in Romans chapter 8 and uh, today we're not really going to work through the whole passage, I just want to reflect with you on that a great truth that we have in verses 15 and 16, that the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Uh, that is a wonderful truth that we're going to spend some time reflecting on together this morning. Uh, I have a daughter who loves to write. She uh, writes songs and poems and stories and notes and our house is filled with paper, um, which is a wonderful thing. And uh, a few Friday nights ago, I received this little note on my pillow. I asked her permission if I could share this with you. The note said, Dear Dad, I love you as much of the stars even more. Love Phoebe. And so that night, the next night, I got to respond with a note on her pillow that said, Dear Phoebs, I love you so much, I might actually explode. That little moment that my daughter and I got to share together didn't actually change her status as my daughter, it didn't create her status as my child. It didn't establish anything new, but it certainly added to the enjoyment and the assurance of my love for her and her love for me. And I wonder if in those little verses that we're seeing there, we get to see something of the enjoyment and the assurance that the Spirit brings for those who have been adopted as God's sons and daughters through our Lord Jesus Christ. The enjoyment and the assurance that that moment that I shared with Phoebe, that the enjoyment and assurance that we enjoyed in that moment will no doubt be of great comfort to us and great use to us in the economy of our relationship when bad days come, when days of discouragement and disappointment arrive, knowing that our relationship is secure. And I think that's what's going on for us in Romans chapter 8 talking about the confidence and the assurance and the security that each one of us can enjoy as God's adopted sons and daughters through our Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit whom he has poured out into our hearts. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are God's children. That is comfort. That is assurance. That is security. Our conscious, the consciousness of our status as loved and adopted and secured children of the Father, which is affirmed in us by His Spirit Himself. The Spirit of adoption is the Spirit of assurance. That's the hope that we get to enjoy. Uh, Which is an important thing in the the chapter of Romans chapter 8. You remember that it begins this chapter with the great verse of assurance that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the chapter ends with the great assurance that there is no separation from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And with those two great bookends of assurance, what do we have in the middle? a whole lot of suffering, and a whole lot of the Spirit. And so the Spirit's work in giving us assurance and security and comfort is especially important for the Christian, as we know that there is much suffering in the Christian life. That there is much that can make us feel like we are being separated and cut off from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. There is much in life that can make you feel like maybe there is still condemnation, even though you are in Christ Jesus. And the assurance and the comfort and the reality of the Spirit is to give you your identity as a secure, loved, forgiven, welcomed son or daughter of the Father. Because how will the assurance of no condemnation, how will the assurance of no separation survive the reality of suffering in the world? When we go through nakedness and sword, through trouble and hardship, through famine and danger, and even death itself. Well, that's why God graciously gives us His Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, verse 26 The Holy Spirit intercedes for us in verse 27. The Holy Spirit lives in us, verse 11. The Spirit leads us, verse 14. The Spirit produces in us the cry of Abba, Father, verse 15. And the Spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are God's children. And if we're children, that means we're heirs heirs of God's kingdom and co-heirs with Christ if, verse 17, you share in his sufferings. Uh, The writer Sinclair Ferguson says that assurance of sonship is not reserved for the highly sanctified Christian, it's the birthright of even the weakest and the most oppressed believer. This is its glory. And the whole point of sonship is not a gendered term necessarily for us but is that picture of being heirs that if you're a Christian you are a son sisters you are a son because you are an heir an heir with God heir of God and a co-heir with Christ just as we brothers are part of the bride of Christ so you sisters are sons of the Father, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And what a remarkable birthright we have that by the Spirit we come to call the God of the universe, the Lord of creation, the sovereign ruler and king of all things. You get to call Him Father. He's not some distant, powerful deity that you cannot approach or who doesn't know you, or who's distant and removed. But is your loving Father who welcomes you into His presence by His Spirit, who gives you the keys to the car, keys to the kingdom, keys to heaven, in and through our Lord Jesus Christ and by His Spirit. The Spirit unites us to Jesus and enables us to cry the same thing that Jesus cries, to approach God in the same way that Jesus approaches God, to call Him Father. It's by the Spirit that we can have the confidence to take Jesus' own cry of Abba, Father, onto our lips, from our heart. And we can only do that because of Jesus and what He's done for us. The assurance of no condemnation in verse 1 is grounded in the fact, as we saw last week, that God has condemned our sin in the flesh of Jesus, whom God sent to be a sin offering for us. And it's because of that work of Jesus on the cross that we've just sung about, that Jesus has dealt with our sin and our condemnation, that we are justified, that we're declared innocent, not guilty, forgiven that we're then able to come and call God Father. Uh, The Christian world lost a giant yesterday in the death of J.I. Packer. Um, And one of the great truths uh, that J.I. Packer uh, wrote about in his book Knowing God is the fact that while justification might be the, the basic blessing of the gospel... The remarkable thing of being declared righteous and forgiven by God that adoption is the crowning blessing of the gospel that we're declared righteous and given the forgiven and not guilty status in order that we might come and know God as father in order that every barrier might be removed and we might approach God's throne of grace with confidence There's that great quote that I kept seeing on social media yesterday. Adoption is the highest privilege of the gospel. The traitor is forgiven, brought in for supper and given the family name. He goes on, to be right with God, the judge, is a great thing. But to be loved and cared for by God, the father is even greater. Welcome to the safety and comfort of home. Seated at the gracious provision of his table, secure under the loving protection of his arm, affectionate objects of his fatherly smile. That is the spirit of adoption. That's how we will know, even through famine and nakedness and sword, even through death itself, that we will not be separated from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God has poured out his spirit into our hearts that we might take the cry of Abba, Father onto our lips, indicating in the same way that Jesus did, that we too are sons of the Father, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. As I was reflecting on this during the week, I was thinking about the times that Jesus takes in his earthly ministry, the cry of Abba Father on his lips, that often it's associated with his death on the cross, with the pain of the Garden of Gethsemane, with the agony of his death, which is a reminder that often for us, the cry of Abba Father, the deep cry of Abba Father for us will come in the midst of great suffering in order that we might have great assurance that even when it feels like the circumstances of this world can be so dire as to cut us off from our Heavenly Father, the Spirit reminds us that we are still His children co-heirs with Christ sons of the Father It was interesting in the midst of all the COVID crisis that we're still in, how much people appreciated spending time in Psalm 88 and being reminded that sometimes the circumstances of this life can be so dire and so desperate that it can feel as if we have been severed in our relationship with the Father. Romans chapter 8 reminds us that even as we walk through the darkest valley, that He is with us by His Spirit. And the privilege of sonship, the privilege of adoption, is that even in the midst of that suffering, we can be reminded that He is still Abba, Father. I think it was Tim Keller who once said the only person who dares wake up the king at 3am for a glass of water is a child. And that's the kind of confidence and the kind of freedom and the kind of assurance and the kind of comfort that comes from our possession of all the privileges of adoption brought to us by the work of God's Spirit. And so the work of the Spirit is intended for our joy even and maybe especially in our sufferings. Is there any conceivable joy that surpasses the knowledge, the certain knowledge that the God of the universe has his face turned towards you in love? That you are the affectionate object of his fatherly smile, that you reside under the protection of his arm and that you're seated at the provision of his table? That the God of the universe delights to enable and to confirm as well as to receive the deep and the certain and the heart satisfying cry from his children, Abba, Father. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit to this fact in verse 16. We need his presence. We need his encouragement. We need his reassurance that we are God's children. Because while our inheritance is guaranteed and secure in the Lord Jesus, our full possession of it lies in the future. And while we wait, there are so many reasons in verses 34 to 39 that we might doubt or waver in our knowledge of God and our love our knowledge of God's love and of our salvation. But we have the first fruits of the Spirit, verse 23. And so in the midst of that suffering, we groan inwardly as we await eagerly our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. And verse 17 reminds us that sharing in this inheritance still means for God's children a sharing in Christ's sufferings. And so the Spirit protects us The Spirit preserves us in the certainty of that knowledge that our present identity and our future destination is rock solid and secure because we can cry by the Spirit, Abba, Father. Romans chapter 8 reminds us that God, the Holy Spirit, is a person with whom we're in a deep relationship and whose desire and whose work is relationally directed. The Spirit cries out with our spirit that we are God's children. The Holy Spirit is relational. And so it makes sense that the Spirit's work has a very relational outcome, the assurance of our adoption. And so the enabling... Confident cry of Abba, Father, that comes f- by the Spirit, even through pain and suffering, is a great encouragement to keep pursuing our relationship with our Heavenly Father, to know His mind, to be directed in His way, to keep in step with the Spirit. And even in the midst of that suffering, when our cry of Abba might simply be a whisper, the Spirit himself is pleased to yell, you are my child. You are my child. An heir of God, a co-heir of Christ, an inheritor with the kingdom. Spirit seeking to preserve and protect us is a great source of comfort and assurance. And I wonder if you're asking the question, how do I get in on some of that? What do I need to do? What buttons do I press to unleash the Spirit's witness for me like that? But we're reminded of what Jesus said in John 16, that the Spirit's role will be to point us to Him. The Spirit's role will will be to assure us of our adoption to sonship by reminding us of Jesus' promises, to to remind us of Jesus' completed work, to remind us of what Jesus said, that He is coming back to take us to be with Him, that He's preparing a place for us that He'll never leave or forsake us. Again, we're reminded of great J.I. Packer in his wonderful illustration of what the Spirit's role is when he talks about the Spirit as a spotlight. Uh, Sarah and I on Friday night drove to a a lookout, I don't even know where it is, It's, it's over the north side near North Sydney somewhere, it's not my native habitat over there, but looking out over the bright lights of the city at night and seeing the bridge and the opera house lit up by these wonderful spotlights... What's the purpose of the spotlight? Not to draw attention to the light itself, but to draw attention to its object. To see the bridge and the opera house and to say, aren't they glorious buildings? And so the Spirit's work in our life is to point us to Jesus, to to shine the great spotlight on Him and His finished work and His ongoing presence and His promises of protection and provision and His presence with us. And so by the Spirit we keep looking to Jesus and depending upon Him and trusting in Him and delighting in Him and boasting in His cross knowing that if we share in His suffering we will also share in His glory. The Spirit's work reminds us that we are God's children and therefore there is no condemnation. The Spirit's work reminds us that there is no separation from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And because Jesus has been raised from the dead, the Spirit who is at work in us reminds us that He will bring us safely home. As we cry, even in the midst of our sufferings, Abba, Father, what a privilege. What a birthright. What a hope. Let's pray together. Our great God and Father, we thank you that by your Spirit, we can approach you with the sure and certain knowledge of adoption to to sonship, that we are your children, and if we're children, we are heirs, heirs of God, and co heirs with Christ. That our inheritance is the joy of your eternal kingdom in your presence forever. We pray that by this Spirit we might continue, even with groans, to cry, Abba, Father, as we wait patiently for Jesus to return and we ask this for his sake. Amen.